leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership. Today, we have Nicole Sutton, who will be sharing her story of breaking into cybersecurity leadership and her background. Nicole, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Like many other people at cybersecurity, I come from a little bit of a non-traditional background. I started my career in more of a social science applied research role where I was evaluating government grants. But that is where I fell in love with the concept of usability because I felt like no one was reading the 100 page reports. And so before data visualization was just a normal concept in report writing, I really fell in love with that. And so that started my career in design and data design specifically. I was exploring other opportunities in data visualization. I ended up landing a position as a consultant working for one of the institutes at NIH. And that contract was multifaceted. And part of it was doing security tooling and visualization for the security team there in the CISO, as well as some research projects and working in their policy procedures. So that is where I first was ingrained in cybersecurity and information security. And I fell in love with the discipline and all the data and all the interesting things that you can do with the data. And then also making that data usable to protect your environments. While I was working there, I started pursuing my PhD in human-centered computing, focusing on usable security. And then that's when I made the transition into my first product role, working for a privileged access management solution in DC, where I built their design program from the ground up, redesigning all of their products. There was 14 products in their suite, building a team, and then really focusing hard on understanding the problems those have, right? Doing a lot of user testing and really getting to know that user persona. And then I worked there, we exited that company and I made a transition into a cyber risk product, which is where I currently work today as the chief product officer. So now really leading the vision and strategy all around usable security for helping CISOs understanding the risk. So that is my journey and how I've gotten here. I love it. Why did you decide to become a leader versus staying an individual contributor? Because I think because of my fascination with usability, and the lack thereof in security products really drove me to get my voice heard, which allowed, enabled me to become a leader. Usable security is not a very well-known discipline, but it is such an important one. Security products have been so difficult to use that they're actually causing more vulnerabilities in your system, right? Because if they're hard to use, they're not easily set up or configured. People don't know what they're interacting with, et cetera. And so when I really deeply understood this problem, I was like, I have to make my voice louder at these organizations and step up and become a leader, 
not only at the organization, but in the space itself, right? And focus really get the word out about usable security. The benefits. So in thinking about like usable security and cybersecurity leadership, what are some of the critical skills that you think are necessary? So I think the first thing in, in becoming a leader in usable security or cybersecurity in general is really understanding the problems that CISOs are facing. They have one of the hardest jobs at any organization. They are under-resourced and in some ways undervalued. They have hard conversations daily. They say no because they, it's not that they don't want to enable technology. It's because they're protecting the business. And so understanding their problems and the persona itself is one of the most important things anyone can do from a cybersecurity product perspective because they have a very difficult job. And you can do that in many ways, right? You can do interviews, you can go to conferences, but really making these connections with CISOs and security operations professionals and understanding their problems is such a need in when you're working in cybersecurity products. And with regards to them working with the business, were you working with the business in different departments? What are the critical skills needed as a leadership there? Yeah, I love this question. It's something that I'm deeply focused on right now. So it's what I call, there's a large socio-technical gap, meaning CISOs do not speak the same language as the business because they're highly technical, right? They live in a different world where the business lives in money terms, more organizational terms. And so the CISO, in order to gain that seat at the table, really needs to start thinking about their program and their risk profile in dollars and cents, in money. So it this could happen to us and this is what it would cost us to start raising the flags with the rest of the business, the CFO, the CEO. The same is true for when they want new products or more tooling, right, to protect. A lot of ways I'm hearing from CFOs, like we just give so much money to security teams and I don't know where it's going. But if the CISO can come in and have this conversation with the CFO and say, I need a new PAM solution and this PAM solution will re reduce our risk by $5.1 million. That's such an easier conversation for the CISO to have with the CFO because he understands it now. And so it's really filling that socio-technical gap and speaking a similar language. So they're on the same page. You can't do everything. What's your comfort level with delegation and why is it such a critical skill? I, ha I can't do everything, right? And I think that's reality. Building a strong team is the most important thing I can do to help any organization I work with succeed. Mentoring is one of my biggest passions in life to build the next UX team or product people that are really obsessed with the CISO problem and persona. And so I have to delegate, but I delegate and mentor at the same time. And I think that is the most important piece, right? I need to pass on these skills and these thoughts that I've had to other people and allow them to foster their own thoughts and creative thoughts as well but to guide them, but also delegating across the way, right? Because I if I did everything, I would never sleep. And I think a lot of people feel that way in a security organization, but it's really about building the right strong team around, around you, right? And hiring is just so important. But then once you hire, you have to mentor. I love, I love your approach, approach to mentoring, mentoring at part. Uh, another, another critical skill that product collaboration, how would you, how would you separate IAM delegation collaboration, your, your comfort level that? Product and design is a natural collaboration discipline, right? Product people are constantly bouncing ideas off each other's design is highly collaborative, whether you're collaborating with other designers or your user. 
And so this is just a natural part about working in this sort of field. But in delegation and collaboration, from my perspective, are hand in hand because I think you can delegate, but if someone wants to collaborate around something, understanding, right, that these fields, product, and UX are highly collaborative, you're going to do that. It's going to happen because we're constantly brainstorming together as a group, talking about vision, what we're hearing. So we're all hearing different things. We're all talking to different people. So really coming together. So from my perspective, collaboration and delegation are hand in hand, specifically in the product and UX field. With regards to communication, why is it such an important skill in cybersecurity? I think we touched a little bit about this, about the gap in communication between technical and business personas, right? But it's so important because you have to figure out a way to fill that in order to really make the business understand that their risk landscape. Because now more than ever, cybersecurity is a business function. Hacks and threats in some ways are the biggest vulnerability of any business, right? If you think about the new SEC guidelines and what they're asking for in regards to risk management and board guidelines. And that is all hinged on the right communication between the CISO and the rest of the business, right? And I think it's, I think it's difficult. It's, they're difficult conversations because they don't speak the same language, but filling that gap is really where I think the best CISOs shine, right? Being able to speak the business language and really help the business understand what type of risks are happening in their environments. With regards to influence, how would you describe the skill of influence and why is it so important? I think influence is one of the most important skills any leader can have. And there's lots of different ways you can do it. Um, you can be very data-driven or very persuasive, right? Have a lot of social capital, et cetera, right? There's different ways that you can go about having influence. But influence is how you affect your team's trajectory or how you get your vision sponsored by the business or how you can identify problems and move quickly through the organization instead of it being like slow rolled. And it's, I would say, the most important skill any leader can have. But there's lots of different ways you can do it, to my point, right? You can do it through data, extremely quantitative, or you can be more emotional and focus on your the social capital. It's really what works well for you as an individual and your organization. It's really understanding the landscape of your organization or what works. And it depends, right? I've used a lot of different methods in order to gain influence at different companies because every company is different, right? But it's really figuring out what works best in regards to influencing at your organization and then moving forward and using that influence to change, change for better. Nicole, with regards to networking, why is it such a critical skill? Yeah, this is... Yeah, that's just the way the world works, right? I used to be very against networking because I thought that skills should be good enough to get you your next job. But but the reality is that's not how it works. And every single job that I have gotten in the product world is because I've known someone who's worked at that organization that can put my resume to the top of the pile. But networking is it just gets you in front of someone. You really have to hone your skills to be the best person. But that's just when we're on job hunting where I feel like networking is the most important is around building a community of like people to talk about the things that you're going through at work, ask questions, more of networking plus mentoring. I think especially as a woman in cybersecurity technology, that has benefited me so much. And I think that is where I found the most value in networking 
and talking to people like me in the industry that deal with similar problems. And I think that's that part of networking is very important. I would agree with you there. As uh, someone who's in a job hunt themselves, I use networking as one of the top tools in my next new venture. What advice would you give for future cybersecurity? I think it's twofold. One, the industry is rapidly changing and you can use generative AI as an example of what type of new threats and vulnerabilities because of this technology are being introduced into my environment. So really having your ear to the ground about the new trends that are happening in technology will be extremely important as it progresses even more than it is right now. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that it, to be a leader in cybersecurity, not only do you have to know what threats are happening in the current active threats are happening in the current landscape, you also have to understand that resourcing and the profile of people who are looking for jobs are changing. And so you need to be more open, new profiles, hiring new profiles, people that are not like it's a typical sysadmin, things like that, that you can train and mentor into roles because it's hiring right now is very difficult in any cybersecurity organization. And so being creative around hiring, I think is very important. And you look at someone like me who has a very non-traditional background. I'm not have any technical background. I'm not educationally trained in cybersecurity, but I know a lot about it now because I've immersed myself. And so I think that is very important for people to consider to really grow that team because the question you asked before, you have to delegate. You have to have a strong team. And so hiring is going to become one of the most important things. So really looking for new voices, non-traditional voices to, that you can train and mentor on your team. So those are the two pieces of advice that I have. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Nicole and everyone listening. This is another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership in the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity. Your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.